coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. He looked me dead in my eyes and told me he was going to go sleep with that girl. Why do you stay married to him? No matter what he says, you think he's lying to you? He's cheated on you before? Why are you in this marriage? Your life will be misery and it will be hell until you 100% tell the truth. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Show about your mental health, your marriage, your emotional health. Trying to find some light in a world just gone mad. It's the new year. Hope your new year's off to a great start. Hope you've implemented some new habits. You are reverse engineering the way you want your home to feel. You and the people that you love are reconnecting. I hope that you're hanging in there. Hope that you're doing, not only hanging in there, hope you are ahead of the curve and you're staying ahead of the curve. Not with big dramatic fireworks shows, but little tiny wins. Eating a little bit better. Choosing to exercise. Choosing to have hard conversations instead of stomping around your house or imagining that you can change somebody else's behavior by nagging or ignoring or being dramatic. Whatever's going on in your life. I hope that you are making the changes you promised yourself you were going to make. And if you're struggling, you're already falling off, it's not too late to get back on. Every day is a new day. You can start over. If you want to be on this show, the show is real people going through real stuff. Give me a buzz at 1-844-693-3291 or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. A-S-K. Let's go out. Okay, we got a couple on the line. These are some of my favorite. And so we're going to go out to, this is Sparta, Tennessee. Uh, let's open up to Jesse. What up, Jesse? What's going on, Dr. John? We're just making it happen, dude. All right. And but, so I'm going to bring your, uh, your wife on. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Hang on one second. I'm going to bring on Haley. All right. Haley, Haley, why you bug? Are you on? Yes. Hi, Dr. John. All right. So I got Jesse and Haley here from Sparta, Tennessee. All right, so uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Who's in the most trouble here? How about that? Uh, That would be me. (laughs) Uh, I'm the one that's always causing the trouble. All right, let's start with you. Go for it. All right, well, we've been in kind of a tough spot for quite a while now, and every time we have difficult conversations about something that I've done, um, I always tend to distance myself from whatever the situation may be, or try to minimize my involvement. My question is, how do I fully open up my wife and not be dishonest with her during those difficult conversations? Tell the truth. Am I I oversimplifying it? No, no, you're not. I've always, I've always done that. I tried to, distance myself from, I guess, what I've done, like tried to minimize my involvement. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. I mean, normally half the battle, that's not true, two-thirds of the battle is helping somebody recognize that they've got something they need to do differently. New yeah. actions they need to take. You know that. Yeah. So give me an example of something or there's something must have happened for you all to call. What happened recently that you're that you're trying to minimize your distance yourself from and you don't want to do that anymore? Well, um, like at work, I started a new job here recently and uh, 
there was this coworker of mine that was a female, and we started talking, and it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary, just two coworkers talking. But then we started flirting, and and that's as far as it went, and that's as, as far as I I would allow it to go. And I told her, you know, twice that I was married, but I tried to. My wife asked me several times about it, and I kept telling her that nothing was going on, and I wasn't doing anything. I hadn't done anything wrong, but I knew that it was wrong just to even be communicating with her, flirting with her. So let's 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 hone in on the word flirt. Um, there's been people in my life when I've been married over 21 years that. I would say I, 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 that's just kind of, I, especially in the old days, like that was kind of my energy. But it was no text messages. There, so people use the word flirt, and it's just like being extra um, connected, if you will. Then some people say, no, nah, we were just flirting, and you were sending um, nude pics back and forth to each other. So no. be very specific. Describe the word flirt to me. Uh, just, you know, laughing and carrying on. We never we never sent flirty texts or anything back and forth, never phone calls, nothing like that. It was just you know, we were talking and we'd laugh at each other's jokes or whatever and just I don't know. So I don't, I don't understand what the problem forth. is. Like I laugh at Kelly's jokes all the time. I don't want to be flirting, but I laugh at her jokes all the time. She does not laugh at my jokes because most of my jokes are directed at her. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but I don't understand the what's the problem? Uh, it, she says that I had an emotional affair on her, even though I never, I never said anything about her or to to her about my wife or anything that was going on between us or, or nothing like that. And it never went any further than just conversations. Haley, what am I missing here? Well, for one thing, uh, he started acting really different to me and like not wanting to have much to do with me. And he looked me dead in my eyes and told me he was going to go sleep with that girl three different times. <laughs> and, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Like hold he... on, Haley, hold on. Jesse, you kind of left that part out. Did you look your wife in the eye and say you're going to go sleep with somebody else? Never directly, no. Yes, he did. I, I mean, I, in so many words, yes, I did. I told her if she didn't shut up, then I was going to do that, which I probably shouldn't have. I'd say that's a lot of this problem here. Why did you tell your wife to shut up or you're going to go hook up with a coworker? Because at that time, nothing was going on, and she just kept on and kept on. And we do not have grown-up adult conversations. It's always screaming and yelling and accusing, and most of the time, it's just accusing. So is, before I go back to Haley, Jesse, is there, here's the deal. Um, this is as honest as I can be. There are couples like you and Haley yeah, where... There is a woman in this relationship always, always, always picking, threatening, pointing out, what about this? I can't believe you did that. And the guy in the, in the relationship is always like, feels like they're tap dancing in velvet shoes on, on thin ice. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> there's also 
idiotic husbands who cheat on their wives and then five years later get mad that they still and still flirt with coworkers and talk about coworkers and are looking at pornography when they're supposed to be in the other room having dinner and I could just the the, the don't call and they're late five hours going I could just make a, an entire list here and so you leave a wife struggling and grasping for straws and creating stories to backfill horrific bad husband behavior. Not say bad husband, that sounds like a child, but very childish uh, husband behavior. Well say I'm I'm always home. As soon as I get off work I tell her I'm headed home. I come straight home from work and I'm I'm with her. Every time I'm not at work I'm with her. Okay, Haley, what am I missing here? I mean it's starting to feel well, more and more like a like Jerry Springer. Like what like tell me. What am I missing? It's He's been lying to me, and he downplays things for, like, seven years. There's been a lot of deceit. There's been a lot of stuff he's done. Give me some also, examples. Give me some examples. him what, about what? Give me some examples. Um, well, he has cheated on me, like, years ago, eight years ago, I think. Okay. Um, and then um, we are both recovered addicts. Okay. But... Um, there was one time he was using behind my back for seven months okay. and was lying to me and it, it just got drug out. And I, every time he does something, he never gives me time to heal from that before he does something else. And uh, how do, uh, Haley, how do you, Haley, how do you heal from things? It's just really time, I guess. And I tried to trust him. But he's always deceiving me and manipulating me and tells me I'm crazy. Like the thing at work, he went up there and told all his coworkers that I was just making that stuff up, that he didn't do anything. And I I believe him. I just really believe there's more to it than what he's letting on because he's my husband and I know him. Okay. And he's just so distant. And I just feel like he's more invested in that girl than he will let on because I asked him two, two months ago to get transferred. He refused. Um, it's just everything I asked him to do to help me in this marriage is like he'll do it for a couple of days and then it's just me like holding everything together by myself. So here's, here's the truth of the, of the situation, Haley, as quickly as I can get to it. Either your um, radar system is wildly over poignant. It's wildly oversensitive to stimuli. Mm -hmm. And every single thing this poor man does, your body reacts as though you know the truth. He's doing this. He's lying about this. He's using this. He's cheating on me over here. That could be either that or Jesse you called my show, and you can lie in your house, dude, but you can't call this show and disrespect me and all the people who tune in by not telling the truth. Oh, I know that. And you're slowly drowning your water and I mean, drowning your wife and gaslighting your wife to death. So I'll ask you just point blank. If we're going to do this, let's do it. Are you honest? And nothing happened between you and this woman at work. Zero I'll things. 
I swear to you, zero things happened. Okay. Zero. What is it about your interactions with her and your relationship with your wife that is setting every setting your wife's emotional senses on fire? I guess it's because we've been so distant from each other for the past, I don't know, so long. And then every time something happens, it's like she's either accusing me of something or I'm lying about this or I'm lying about that. And a lot of the times, it's it has nothing to do with anything. Why do you lie to her then? Is it e- Let me ask you this. Is it easier to lie to her on little things because you don't want to get poked and prodded and pulled apart and threatened and all that? Well, see, see the thing is, is that I, most of the time I tell her the truth. Most of the time, it's just these, these big things I try to minimize my involvement in. But I guess I tell her it's not, I, I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I know that's not it. I guess it's just because I don't want to let her down or I don't want her to be right about me, I guess. Because she always accuses me of like doing stuff on my phone and, and none of it's been true. And we'll sit down and go through everything and she still believes what she thinks even after we talk about everything. Haley, is that right? Mm-mm. There will be like history on his phone, like all these texting apps and video apps and chatting apps and Skype and all that started when he started talking to that girl but he still denies it but there's history on his phone he lied to me about even being around that girl for the longest this has been going on for months and two weeks ago is when he admitted that he had other intentions with her after looking me in my eyes and saying all that stuff and I just I don't know. I just feel like there's more to it. He says there's not, but he'll drag it out for years before he'll tell me the truth about one little thing. He does have a problem with porn, always has, and he lies about that for years, and then he'll finally be like, oh, yeah, this time, but it's Haley, why do you it st- Haley, why do you stay married to him? You can't sleep. You don't trust him as far as you can... I mean, you can't, you don't trust him the moment he walks into the next bedroom, much less out the front door. And listen, no matter, keep- listen, no matter what he says, you think he's lying to you? You think he's cheating on you? You think he might be using again? You think he's deceiving, deceiving you? He's cheated on you before. Why are you in this marriage? I love him and we have a family together. We've been together for 13 years and I just, I know he's a better person, but he just refuses to uh, to give me what I need, and I'm dating seven years, and I don't know. He keeps giving me false promises, but all his actions say different than his words. So, Jesse... I'm just gonna ask you one more time, and then I'll I'll wrap this call up and give you all a little what little direction I can possibly give you. Okay. You called me and said you minimize things. That's yeah. a sophisticated way of saying you lie about things to make yeah. yourself less of a culprit in a situation. Yeah. This whole call, you said you don't lie. You always tell the truth. You always come home. Nothing ever happens. No, no, I lie to her. I do lie to her. But whenever it's, I lie to her only about like certain things. It's 
things that I actually have done. I lied to her about. Name them. But then, Give me a couple. Well, like um, the porn thing. I lied to her about that. Okay, what um, else? What else? Talking talking to that girl. I what lied else? to her about that. What else? Um, how long have you got? <laughs> Keep going. Rattle them off. Um, I don't, that's just two of the, the biggest things that I can. I really Keep going. Know now you're doing what you called me and asked me about. You're distancing yourself from it. Go. Say it. Um, looking at other women, I lied to her about that for years. Go. Um, okay, keep going. That's seriously all I can think of. It's not. There's more. Keep going. Uh, I'm sure there is more. I just not. Uh, Why do you have a whole bunch else. of video chatting um, apps on your phone? I don't. I do not. And she she just invents it? Phone. No, it says, whenever you go on my history, it says um, something, download whatever that video app is called, but I've never used it. Never. I've never used a texting app. I've never used a video chatting app. I've never used any of that stuff. And she can go through all the apps that have ever been on my phone because they're still there. You just happened to, to download them and you just like held no, on to them? They've never been downloaded. That's what I'm saying. They've never been downloaded. All right. Well, here, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Haley... This is just, dude, I've talked to y'all for, for, I don't know, 10 minutes. Haley, I think that there's been a world created both by both of y'all where you are unable to walk with any sort of certainty on the foundation that is, in your, that is your home, that is your marriage, that is your relationship, period. Jesse, if you are completely, 100% innocent here, which there's not one cell in my body that believes that. But if you are lying for years about using, about an, a, an affair, about pornography, about talking to other women, about looking at other women, telling your wife to shut up or you're going to go sleep with the lady at work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've created a context in your home. You've created, you've pumped air into your home that makes it impossible for your wife to breathe. And Haley, if he's not doing all these things and you are just have a pair of glasses on that is constantly looking for a reason why you've got to get worked up about something, you're going to find it. You're going to imagine it, whether it's on his phone or not. Here's what I have to say. This will be the rest of your life unless y'all decide to do something different together. Jesse, your life will be misery and it will be hell until you 100% tell the truth. And I'm telling you, I don't think you're telling the truth. That's just me. Haley, you will never have peace in your home and your marriage until A, Jesse tells the truth. B, you decide to forgive and C, y'all decide to build something new together. End of story, period. But if you choose to stay in a marriage and 100% of your day is looking for places where he may or may not, or I'm just confident, I know it, where he's doing things to hurt you and hurt your marriage, what do you, why? Why would you do that? Why would you live that life? And Jesse, why would you stay married if you're with somebody who thinks so little of you and thinks you are lying to them all the time, 24-7, 365, all the time, and you're just this innocent guy trying to make a living, trying to do good work. Yeah, you flirt at work, blah, 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 but you don't do anything wrong ever. Why would you stay in this marriage?
there will be no peace in your home, Jesse and Haley, until you'll both decide to tell the truth. There will be no peace in your home, Jesse and Haley, until y'all decide once all the truth is on the table, I'm going to delete everything from my phone, period. If it means that much to you, I will not go back. I'll get transferred to the next town over and I will not go to that place. But when I do this, you can't keep, you cannot keep hassling me about things that are not happening. I will never minimize something that I do wrong and I'll never yell and call you stupid and tell you to shut up woman and I'm sleeping with other women. I'm never going to talk to you like that because nobody deserves to be talked like that. And I'm not going to scrutinize every little tiny breath you take to see if you're doing this and cheating this and lying. I'm going to stop because peace is worth more than that. I can't recommend this enough. Y'all got to stop what you're doing. Just stop both of you and decide to go see somebody a counselor in your local community there in Sparta please do that please do that that's as far as I can go on this call guys there's some honesty that needs to happen in your home there's some forgiveness that needs to happen in your home and there's a radical control alt delete that needs to happen with how you talk to each other and how you plan for what happens tomorrow we'll be right back I talk about this all the time Good deep sleep has haunted and eluded me for decades. And over the years, I've tried multiple supplements and gadgets and all sorts of hacks and lifestyle changes to deepen and improve my sleep. And I'm telling you, in my opinion, the single greatest technological breakthrough in the history of sleep was created by my friends at 8 Sleep. And I am thrilled that 8 Sleep is partnering with the Dr. John Deloney Show to take care of our listeners and change the way you sleep and ultimately change your marriage, change your health, and change your life. Our friends at 8 Sleep have created a fitted sheet with cooling and heating technology called the 8 Sleep Pod. The pod cover can be added over any mattress. It's like a fitted sheet for individualized temperature adjustments. Both sides of the bed can do different temperatures. It's amazing. And it cools down or warms up all throughout the night, and it reads your body. So at certain times of the night, my body will cool down, it will warm up, and it will track with me. It learns what your body needs, and it does this automatically. And in turn, it improves your sleep quality like you have to experience to believe. It also has built-in vibration alarms. So instead of using my phone, now my mattress gently wakes me up every morning. You can't even make this stuff up. It is amazing. There's even sleep and health reports for each side of the bed, including sleep stages, sleep time, heart rate, HRV, and you don't have to wear anything. This is the ultimate sleep experience. It gives you way more deep sleep and you can stay married. You can even stay sleeping in the same bed. You owe it to yourself and your marriage to at least check it out and learn more. Go to 8sleep.com to read more, learn more, and see if you want to change how you sleep and show up in your life. That's E-I-G-H-T-S-L-E-E-P.com slash Deloney or enter promo code Deloney at checkout for up to $400 in savings on an 8-sleep bundle. All right, let's go out to Baltimore and talk to Denise. What's up, Denise? Hi, Dr. Deloney. How are you? I'm just, I, I, I don't know. After that last call, I'm still trying to figure out what day it is. So how are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for taking my call. It's a, such an honor to talk to you. I'm a big fan of you and the 
the whole Ramsey team, and I really respect the, the advice and the truth that I hear you delve out to others, just like on that last call. So, <laughs> well, I'm thank you. To talk to you. I don't know how much I helped on that last call, but so what's up? What's up? <laughs> so I really reached out because I'm looking for some help in um, dealing with something. My husband and I. He recently had a, a DUI incident. Hey, do me a favor. Talk directly into your phone for me. Oh, can you hear me better now? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, he recently had a DUI incident. Uh, okay. He had been drinking with friends and got involved in, in an accident where luckily no one was hurt, but he did hit another parked car um, and just was not a, not a good situation. And his drinking in general and drinking and driving has been kind of a, you know, an ongoing issue for, I would say the past at least probably three to five years or more. Um, but his luck just kind of finally ran out and it kind of came to a head when this happened. And we've had, you know, lots of arguments and discussions where I've tried to stress to him that if he didn't make some serious changes, there were going to be some consequences to his actions and, that's what has happened. So uh, there's a chance he could go to jail. And I know there's probably going to be some significant fines and legal fees and other things that are going to be a burden to us. And I just am struggling with how to deal with it. Um, he is very ashamed um, and regrets the whole thing. Um, I think that it has been a wake-up call for him. He says he's completely done with drinking altogether doesn't want any alcohol at all. Um, but you, I'm just really, do you, do you believe him? I, I want to, <laughs> I don't think I you, I don't think you would be calling me if you believed him. Yeah. Just because, you know, it, nothing like this has ever happened before. Um, you know, this serious, but he has absolutely said that before that he, you know, he can, he doesn't have a problem. He can manage it himself. Um, but yeah, he, I, I don't know how to, to trust him and believe that he really does want to stop drinking. So here's the thing. The DUI, if he quits drinking and cleans himself up, it'd be the luckiest thing that ever happened to him. Nobody got right. hurt. It's going to cost him a... You, you think you know how expensive this is going to be. It will be, it's, it will be astounding how expensive this is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and good, good. I'm, I'm glad it is. It should be more expensive. I got, I got zero, none, zero sympathy for people who get DUIs. Period. Zero. Right. Ever. Ever. Yep. Um, but it comes with it, right? He he mouthed off to a bully and got punched in the nose. That's what happens, right? So mm-hmm. that's not why you're calling. You're calling because you're married to somebody who has heard you speak your heart and has said, "I don't care." I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you want. I don't care what you need. I'm just going to do my right. thing. That's yeah. the issue here. The, the a secondary component is those things could kill somebody else, and it could have. He just hit a parked car like an idiot. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so what you have to deal with, the DUI is the DUI, man. He got, he's going to get arrested, have to go into the legal system. He's going to have to report that on every job he ever has unless he gets an attorney that pleads it down for right. him. It's going to cost him an unfathomable amount of money. 
um, that y'all probably don't have. That's, that's all part of the consequences. But even the way you say that to him, you sound like a mom talking to a little boy, not a wife. Because right. here's what a yeah. wife says. A mom says, if you keep doing that, there's going to be consequences. A wife says, I think enough about, I, I re- have respect and dignity for myself enough that if you put yourself or me or other innocent people in this position, right. I'm out. Yeah. Here's the quote unquote in, in counseling, we call it the, or what you can't put up a boundary or hold somebody accountable without an, or what statement you got to quit drinking or what? Well, no, I mean, not really anything. I'm just going to like nag you. Or you got to quit drinking and driving. Okay. Or what? Like, uh, I'm, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. So I'll ask you, what's your or what statement? Because here, and here's why that's important. I want you to think through it. If there's no or what statement, what you're saying to yourself is I've made peace that this is my life. And if that's what you've made peace with, then that's what you've made peace with. Otherwise, no, no, it's not. Are you done? I mean, tell me what your or what statement is. No, well, we've, we have had that discussion since this incident happened. And, and what I said to him, and I actually even said it not too long before. Um, but I told him if, you know, he continues down this path of putting himself and other people at risk, I can't continue to live that way. I can't continue to live with somebody that I can't trust. Um, and that doesn't have, like you said, doesn't have any respect and value you know, our lives and what we've built together and is just willing to throw it all away because he wants to drink. I just can't. So the, the one, and I'm super proud of you for saying that that's hard, right? That's hard. Especially if he's truly not just being a moronic bro, but he's struggling with alcohol. There's things in his life that his body has said, Hey guy, this is the best way we need to, uh, we can get through a day for right now. That he is drowning in his own life and alcohol is his lifeline. Like, man, I got a lot of uh, sympathy for that. I got a lot of broken heart for that dude. If that's if that's what's truly happening. Or if he's just like a reckless idiot and he's like, yeah, bro. Like, then, man, we got, that's other problem. But mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for saying that. Here's the one caveat that you have to add this time. You left it very, very vague. If you keep putting other people at risk and having the, see what I'm saying? And that leads to a judgment call, especially a judgment call after a dude's had four doubles and a couple of beers. I'm not putting anybody at risk. I'm going to be fine. So where your or what statement has to get clear, it has to get very specific. Right. If you have a single drink and get behind the wheel of a car again, I'm filing for divorce. Are we clear? You're just going to leave me like that? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. I've repeatedly told you what I need from you. And you've repeatedly said, those dudes, these bars, this drink is more important than you. Behavior is a language. Right. Right? I don't think I've said it that clearly to him, but I have said I would rather be alone than be in this situation. And again, I'd rather be alone is super, it's hard to say, but it's very vague. Yeah. I will, you will be moved out of our home. Right. Right. I mean, that's the kind of clarity. 
Otherwise, it's going to always be this amorphous kind of moving in, you know, okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's become until, wham, he hit somebody. Thank God there was nobody in the car. Yeah, it's hard to hear, and it will be hard to say, but I will. I don't, after 23 years of being married, I don't want to to see that come to an end. But Can I say something sca- kind of scary? Yeah. It's not you. This is right. the, the not by your hand, but in your lap. Of course you don't want it to end. And if you sent papers to him today, that would not be you ending the marriage. He will have made a bunch of choices. He will have slammed the door in your face. And you will be choosing to turn around and go the other way. It's not you slamming the door on him. And that's how he'll paint it. That's how his attorney will paint it. That's how all his friends will paint it. He will have slammed the door in your face and you will have chosen for the first time in 23 years not just to stand there on the porch knocking to see if he'll open it again. Right. And I think that's some of the emotion that I'm dealing with because I have some, you know, some guilt around could I have pushed him harder and, you know, laid out an ultimatum like you're saying or... You know, no, this is, Denise, this is hard, man. This is hard. And when the good times are good, they're really good, aren't they? Yes. And you love this guy, right? Yes. I love him with all my heart. Right. And part of you thinks, if I'm not here to help, he's going to go so far off the deep end, we're all going to lose him, right? Yes. <laughs> I totally get that. And the scariest part for you is you can't make him do anything. Right. He has to decide my worth, my life is worth more than, than what I'm, what I'm, what I'm living right now. Right. And he can announce to the world, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Unless he's in a treatment plan, unless he's at a 12 step meeting. I don't, I don't trust that sentence as far as I can throw it. Unless he's not seeing, seeing a professional counselor. I don't trust that as far as I can see it. And, and that's just, because I've just worked with people struggling with addiction my whole career. Right. And he is, you know, going down that path. He's, um, of course, as recommended by the attorney we talked to, you know, starting treatment. He has an appointment coming up later this week. Um, is going to be in an ongoing treatment program. Um, so that's a positive. So well, here's what here's where I think your clarity needs to, to come into. I can't. I, I'm going to give you some some example prompts, but this is not me telling you what to do. Okay. Right. I don't want to confuse okay. the two. You've got to decide. But based on what you're telling me, I would have a conversation today or tomorrow that says, "Hey, I haven't been super clear." And all of this got very clear for me when you almost died. Or when you could have killed somebody. So for the sake of both of us, and for me to show you and prove to you how much I love you, I'm going to be super clear. Because the clearer I can be is demonstrative in how much I love you. Here's clear. If you skip this meeting, you will move out of our house. If you skip your first counseling meeting and don't continue to go, you will be telling me through your actions our marriage is over. Yeah, Because I think in some ways it would be unfair for him to skip this meeting and you to get all mad at him. And he would look at you and go, you've always told me you're, I can't do this and you're going to leave and I can't live like this, but you've never done anything. 
Well, now I'm being clear. If you have a single drink and decide to drive, you're telling me I don't want to be married to you anymore. And I'll react accordingly. Yep. And you could tell him, I hope to all that is holy, you don't make that choice. That you let me come get you. That you get an Uber. That Whatever. But I think it feels like it's all about the DUI. And it's going to be embarrassing. You're going to have to tell your friends. It's going to be this and that. It's going to cost a bunch of money. Again. Like I've said that several times. It's not about that. It's about, hey, you almost lost your husband. I remember when I was in a, a total of my car on the way to work. Um, it was about a year and a half ago now. And I was doing Wim Hof breathing in my car like an absolute moron. And I totaled it on the highway here out here in Nashville. My wife got in a car and drove up here and hugged me. She had said, I have to, I have to see you and I have to touch you. And she saw me in the parking lot. I went out to meet her and she started weeping in the parking lot. That's you. You almost lost him. Thank God you didn't. You've been with him a quarter century. He's a part of you. And you're having to live with this man has not decided that his life is worth more than the way he's living it. And that breaks your heart. And that forces you to make some hard choices. Boundaries have to be very, very clear. You want to over-boundary things to where you end up having to, like somebody calls your bluff. But I think this is boundary time. This is accountability time. This is direct time. And if you choose, hey, I'm never going to leave this guy. I will never, ever leave him. Okay, then don't put that on the table. But also don't get don't get worked up every time he does something like this. You can be sad that he's that he's not that he's hurting, but you can't be sad that he did it to you because you've already decided I've accepted this, but it doesn't sound like you're there anymore. Sounds like you're through wondering every single night, is my husband gonna come home drunk? Is he gonna come home at all? Is he gonna sit by me on the couch and be right next to me but not really be fully there? Tired of, I'm just tired of this life. We both deserve more. And if you're thinking that, you're right. Thanks for the call, Denise. Wish you guys all the best. We'll be right back. I have to admit it. I am a complete and utter fanboy telling everyone who will listen about my love for Organifi. Organifi is an extraordinary company who have created the best powders and potions and gummies on the planet. I bought Organifi with my own money after several of my super smart health conscious beefcake friends kept ranting and raving, tell me how great they were. And now I take them every single day. My wife and kids are in on it and they are an essential part of our wellness routine. As you've heard me talk on this show, I take a number of supplements every day, depending on what I'm trying to accomplish, and Organifi has helped me reduce the number of supplements I take in total by bringing some of these things together. I was recently on a backcountry hunt in the Lincoln National Forest, and here I was passing out travel packs of green and red juice to my exhausted, depleted friends and family members. I always have it with me. Here's the deal. Organifi makes everything easy because it's a powder that you mix with water, and they also have some capsule supplements as well. And then you're off to the races, off to better digestive health, and off to deep sleep. And like I said, now I take Organifi every day, and some of my go-tos are the green juice and the red juice. The green juice levels me out and gives me critical micros that I need, and the red juice gets me ready to go get the day without mainlining caffeine. I also love the pure and gold drinks, 
the Shilajit gummies, and I just received the new sleep formulation that I can't wait to start using. Organifi is hooking up our show listener gang with 20% off all Organifi products, even the kids' line. Go to Organifi.com slash Deloney or use promo code Deloney at checkout. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Deloney or use promo code Deloney at checkout. All right, let's roll out to Montana and talk to sweet, sweet Ann. What's up, Ann? Hi, John Deloney. What's up? How are you? I had chocolate chip cookies and milk for breakfast, so I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, dude. I'm kind of jealous right now. I was doing fine until you just said that. I had eggs and apple and protein shake like an idiot. Man. All right. So good for you. And so uh, we'll prepare for the sugar crash here in a bit. We'll try to get through this call fast so you can land safely from your crash. So what's up? Uh, I have a question about how do I set boundaries with friends? Go for it. What happened? Great. Uh, so the boundary is one of my best friends is a guy and I have a fantastic boyfriend who I really want to honor and make feel comfortable. And this one relationship and the way we interact doesn't make him feel comfortable. So some boundaries that we have set is Luke and I, just uh, the friend, aren't going to hang oh, out one-on-one oh, anymore. Hold on. We'll go back. I'll edit that part out. Okay. We'll make a note to edit his name out. Um, so, oh, it's a fake name. Oh, it's a fake name. Okay, cool. All right. Never mind oh, then. Yeah. All right. So Luke. All right. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Luke. Oh, no. Uh, where was I? Oh, you're just telling me. So you and your boyfriend have made some boundaries so your boyfriend can feel comfortable. Oh, yes. So Luke and I just aren't going to hang out one-on-one anymore. And when I interact with him, just a little bit less playful and less flirty. So I've had no problem implementing these boundaries without saying a word to Luke. And But the thing is, I really don't like that. It's making me feel like a bad friend because like, I just kind of casually keep blowing him off and avoiding him in awkward ways. But every time I try to like practice saying the words out loud, I either feel like a hypocrite or I overshare. So okay. I could use some help practicing that. <laughs> well, I think the deeper question I have for you is this. Are these your rules that you see, no, this is healthy and right, or are you trying to make somebody happy? This is both of us. This is what we agreed upon. That's not what I asked. Well played. Oh, nice uh, try, Ann. <laughs> Well, it was a discussion. I'll miss his friendship a little bit, but I can also see how it does come off that way. And so I also like these rules. This seems like the right direction for us to go. Hmm. Something doesn't feel right to me. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so, uh... Like, let's take your conversation with your current boyfriend off the table, okay? One of your best friends in the world happen to, happens to be a guy. You laugh, mm-hmm. you all go hang out and have coffee, whatever. Absolutely no sexual chemistry at all, is that what you're saying? Uh, not on my side. And so this is where it comes in. Both the boyfriend and I agree that it would not be out of the ballpark or totally abnormal if this friend did have a crush on me. If Luke had a crush on me, he would be like, oh, yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. Uh, Nothing from my side. Does he? I was single for years while I knew this man, and I never asked him out a single time. I got nothing. Did he ask you out? Nope. Okay. Would he? If you just called him tonight and you're like, 
I, I can't believe this. I've missed it. You're right under my nose this whole time. I love you. What would he say? Probably yes, but I guess I don't know. Okay. I think that um, we can be cruel when we know somebody has feelings for us and we kind of play right up against the line there. Hmm. And we know that there's like this weird unspoken tension. We know, you know, kind of, but not really, but maybe, but not really. Okay. And there's a, I mean, that definitely is where the oversharing comes in. Tell me about oversharing. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, like if I want to set these boundaries, the thing is the one-on-one rule would make me feel like a hypocrite because like I would still go hang out with some of my other guy friends, just the two of us. There's no issues there, but there would be issues with Cam because of the fact that we both see that type of relationship being a possibility. Both the boyfriend and I think that would be possible. So for me to set the clear boundary of like, Hey, I don't want to hang out one any on one-on-one anymore because we think that our relationship is too close. That feels weird to overshare like that. It feels weird that you keep having to use a plural. Oh, I can take the boyfriend out of it if you would like. (laughs) Well, it's not for me. I don't, I mean, I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. (laughs) It sounds like you kind of have a crush on this dude and you know, it's not great if you're dating somebody else. Am I wrong on that? No crush on him. Huh? No crush. Nothing. Okay. So, is it just that, like, full like full disclosures? Is it just that your boyfriend's uncomfortable with him? Just gets a bad vibe yeah. from that dude? Oh, well, there are friends outside of it. He just thinks that Luke and I have a slightly flirty relationship. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Because here's what I'm trying to paint a picture. If there's a couple of different buckets here. Bucket number one is you don't owe anybody an explanation for any of your choices. You can tell anybody okay. at any time, hey, I just, um, I'm dating this guy. I'm going to quit going on one-on-ones, just me and you. I'm just going to stop. Okay. It just doesn't feel right. And I like you. You're my friend. You've been my friend for a long time. I'm just not going to go out to coffee with you anymore. And then if you have another person that you work with and you'll go run, grab lunch, and he sees it, and he's like, wait a minute, you said, and you could say, no, I said you. You and I have been friends for a long time. We've got a deeper relationship. This whole thing's just kind of weird. Okay. See what I'm saying? That's one. That, that works for me. Number two is if you're dating somebody, and they just get that gut feeling, watch out for that dude. I've learned to honor that. I used to be like, Whatever. Uh-uh, that's not real. I've learned to honor that. Three is, like the third vertical here is, maybe it's time if you and this guy are getting serious, maybe it's time to say, I'm just going to quit going to have lunches or going to have drinks with just dudes, just me and them. Mm. Just kind of as a way of being. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor our relationship. I'm going to take all the confusion out of all of this. Okay. The only place I get stuck with that one is I go hiking with guys and I don't want to be eaten by a grizzly bear. But outside of that, I could honor and respect that. I like the way that works. I would hope you don't get eaten by a grizzly bear. Yes. (laughs) Remember the rule of hiking and grizzlies. You don't have to outrun the grizzly. You just have to outrun the slowest other person there. (laughs) 
Well, that, uh, man, I had cookies for breakfast, John Deloney. <laughs> I might be that person. <laughs> but listen, like the, uh, uh, I don't know, Ann. It feels like there's something else here. No, I liked what you said, John. You hit it on the head. I don't owe an explanation. I just, hey, these are the boundaries. Yeah. And this I, is what I, I'm choosing to live by. I don't have to explain why it's different for some people or why relationships end up different ways. No, but I also, I don't want you to just move from one situation to another either. I don't want you to draw a boundary with one guy that you've had a good relationship with. And then all of a sudden you, you start hiking with these dude, other dudes all the time. And then suddenly they get an idea like, oh, she's kind of into us too. She calls and wants to hang out a lot now. And that turns into, a, and your boyfriend's in like, dude, okay, well, can you not do that too? I have been looking for lots of friends. It's been a working progress. There you go. That's probably fair. The whole, I, I, I would. <sighs> Some people have blanket rules. I, I'm dating somebody or I'm married to somebody, so I will not have friends of the opposite gender. I think that's very, very hard to do in the modern world. I also have seen people be very flippant with that and find themselves in a world of trouble. I would never cheat on, on so-and-so. Yeah, but they would. And now we got a mess, right? And sometimes somebody comes into a relationship and y'all are dating and it's all good, but from the outside, it just kind of doesn't feel right. It looks weird. It's like, hey, you're always going out and having chips and queso. You're always going out and hanging out. You're always going out and having a drink. Always, This makes me feel uncomfortable. And if we're going to date, like, I want it just to be us that goes out and does one-on-ones. Cool. All right, I'll end that. But I'm going to go hiking with these guys. I'm going to go do this with these guys. And I'm going to go do that with those guys. Well, it, the whole thing just gets murky. I would challenge you and your current boyfriend to sit down and say, what are our values? Who are we going to be? Besides just this guy, what are, what are things that make you uncomfortable? What are things that make you uncomfortable? I would not head off to the woods to go hiking with just like three other women. Well, my wife was like, all right, you guys have fun. I just wouldn't do that. The whole thing list would not be great. And like, it's not weird for Kelly and I to go have a meeting downstairs in the cafeteria while she drinks her straight bourbon and I have coffee in the middle of the workday while she's getting tattooed. None of those things are true. So there's a balance here. And everybody listening that's going to have an opinion and a thought and like, oh my gosh, I can't. I think it's just coming up with your own values. The one thing I get nervous about is an overly zealous, overbearing partner who begins to control your time, who you see, where you go, what you think is funny. And I get nervous about that. But not my relationship. Just set your boundaries and set your values firm. And, um, Y'all go from there. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Be honest. How often do you find yourself pausing in the middle of a day and it feels like there is so much going on? And you find yourself wondering, what would I do with just a spare hour or 30 minutes? Can you even imagine? And it's in these moments that we often realize we're living someone else's life. Everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving our lives, and we can't keep carrying this load for everyone and everything. And it's in these moments when it feels like too much or when you need some help 
parsing through all the chaos, that talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you have with boundaries, time, commitments, and your own self-worth. And that can be in relationships with your friends, people at work, your significant other, or even how you can make and keep commitments with yourself. Therapy can be amazing for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make it happen. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills so you can be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, we're back as we wrap up today's show. Man, today's show is full of, what was it, just, was it me? It just felt like weird relationship stuff going on. This was a weird one today. There was some ick. There was a lot of ick today. Hmm. Just a lot of ick. Yeah, just a lot of things that aren't. It was wasn't a lot of answers. There's more there. Yeah, there's That's a lot of it. things. It that felt like a lot of like, well, we should probably spend an hour together. I need to see you in person. Yes. Yeah. And and just like not clear answers. Let me see your phone. Ambiguity. Amb ooh. That's how fancy people say ick. Well done. Song is by the great and powerful Pink. It's called Just Give Me a Reason. Right from the start, you are a thief. You stole my heart, and I, your willing victim, I let you see the parts of me that weren't all that pretty, and with every touch, you fix them. Now you've been talking in your sleep, things you never say to me. Tell me that you've had enough of our love. Our love. I haven't had enough of you, America. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.